0: Start
1: engine!
2: It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber.
1: All right, welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio Podcast for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to download, listen in, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. My name is Alfie, and we've got another star-studded edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast coming up for you this week here on the program. We'll hear from the president of Talladega Super Speedway, Brian Crichton, as he'll be previewing all the race action coming up this weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. We'll also hear from the pit reporter for IndyCar coverage on NBC Sports, Kevin Lee, as he recaps the IndyCar season for 2023. And then also we'll hear from top fuel driver for Coletta Motorsports, Doug Coletta, who just this past weekend won at Charlotte and picked up his 51st career win in the NHR Series. But just a week before, he picked up his 50th career career NHRA victory, so we'll talk to him about uh, that 50th win in the NHRA series and about his illustrious top fuel racing career. So we've got all that coming up for you here this week on the Southern Race Week radio podcast, and before we get to our racing recap for all the racing action that occurred over this past weekend, I want to remind you about our contest that we're doing right now to give away tickets to the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval race that'll be coming up on Sunday, October 8th. From Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you have this final week to sign up to win that contest and win a pair of tickets. As our own, very own William Barber will be on Facebook Live coming up on Monday, October 2nd at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to announce six winners, and those six winners will win a pair of tickets to check out the Roval Race once again at Charlotte Motor Speedway on Sunday, October 8th. But how about this? We've now added a special feature. To that giveaway. Not only will you win a pair of tickets to the Roval Race, but also we're going to be throwing in a pair of tickets to check out the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's right. Not only will you go to the Roval Race, but also you'll be able to check out all the fun and interactive activities that go on at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So uh, that's going to be very exciting for six of our lucky listeners. And once again, that'll be drawn on Facebook Live with our very own WP. And that'll be coming up on Monday, October 2nd at 12 p.m. Eastern Time via our Facebook Live on the Southern Race Week Radio Facebook page. And speaking of that, that's the way you can enter to win this prize package for the Roval Race Weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Just head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek. Scroll through. We've got different posts, but look for the Roval Race logo And all you got to do is uh, like it and share it. We really also would appreciate it if you liked the Facebook page as well. But all we're asking you to do is like and share that post. And just by doing that, you're automatically entered to possibly be one of our six lucky winners of a pair of tickets to the Roval Race. Once again, that'll be on Sunday, October 8th, along with two passes to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte, North Carolina, so hopefully you enter and win, and good luck, and hopefully you'll be heading out there to Charlotte Motor Speedway for a great race on Sunday, October 8th, and then also an opportunity to head on over to the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and once again, to do that, just head on over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week, and also don't forget, we do have a Twitter page as well. You can follow us on SRW Radio, and also we deliver to you the latest in racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Once again, on our Facebook page, as well as on our Twitter page. But before we get to our great interviews, we've got lined up for you here today on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Let's take a look at all the racing action that occurred over this past weekend in NASCAR, as well as the NHRA. First, we take a look at all the action in in NASCAR. First, the Truck Series, who were off this weekend. They'll continue their playoff action coming up this weekend. Let's take a look quickly at the point standings in the NASCAR Craftsman truck series. Corey Hine is your number one ranked driver. He advances in the next round via his victory at Bristol Motor Speedway a couple of weeks ago. Christian Eckes is number two, Carson Hosover in third, Grant Enfinger is fourth, Zane Smith is fifth, Ben Rhodes is sixth, Nicholas Sanchez is seventh, and Ty Majeski rounds out the top eight. And of course, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Nick Sanchez, and Ty Majeski are the drivers that are currently below the cut line. As we mentioned, the Truck Series will be back in action after a week off. There'll be a Talladega Super Speedway coming up on Saturday, September 30th for the Love's RV Stop 250. The green flag will drop at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on FS1, radio courtesy of the Motor Racing Network, which can also be simulcast on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. Let's take a look at all the action from Texas Motor Speedway Xfinity Series playoffs as John Henry Nemechek made the winning pass with seven laps remaining in Saturday's Andy's Frozen Custer 300 NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Texas Motor Speedway to punch his ticket to the next round of the series playoffs and increases his series best and career best single season total to seven victories on the season. His number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota led only 38 of the day's 200 laps, but managed to get around Big Machine Racing's Parker Klingerman and race off to a 1.005 second victory, his second at the mile-a-half Texas track. The winning move came after Klingerman and the day's most dominant driver, Justin Allgaier, dueled side-by-side at the front of the field. Allgaier, who swept both stage victories and led a race-best 133 laps, got loose in a door-to-door battle for the race lead with Klingerman and ripped it up the track after a restart when 10 laps remaining. Klingerman pushed forward but was unable to hold off Nemechek. Joe Gibbs Racing's Sammy Smith finished third, followed by Colleague's Racing Chandler Smith. All recovered from the tight racing with Klingerman to finish fifth. The top eight finishing drivers at Texas also included Cole Custard, Austin Hill, and Sheldon Creed, all who are playoff contenders. And take a look at the current point standings right now in the Xfinity Series. John hunter is your own-ranked driver. Justin Allgaier is your second-ranked driver. And those two drivers were able to advance themselves into the round of eight with those victories they had in the previous couple of races. Cole Custer is your third-ranked driver. Austin Hill is fourth. Chandler Smith is fifth. Sammy Smith is sixth. Sheldon Creed is seventh. Daniel Hemrick is eighth. And then these four drivers are outside of the bubble right now, below the cut line. That's number nine, Parker Klingerman. Number 10, Jeb Burton. Number 11, Josh Berry and Sam Mayer rounding out the top 12. The Xfinity Series will take this week off, but they'll be back in action next week from the Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course for the elimination race of the round of 12. That'll be on Saturday, October 7th for the Drive for the Cure 250 presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. Over to the action from the Cup Series. Hendrick Motorsports driver William Byron took the lead on the restart with six laps remaining and held off the field to claim Sunday's Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 400 victory on a steamy, hot, highly dramatic afternoon of NASCAR Cup Series playoff racing at Texas Motor Speedway. Here's what William Byron had to say about winning the race and advancing to the round of eight.
3: Making the round of eight is is an accomplishment in itself. I think, um, you know, for us and where we are, with our team, the, the round of 16 is definitely would be a big disappointment not to, to make it through, but the round of 12 is tough. You know, I mean, you don't really control your destiny at, at Talladega, and then the other two could go either way. You know, you can have a good car, you can have a a bad day and and crash or whatever. So that makes it nerve-wracking in this round. So it's always an accomplishment to get to the round of eight.
1: It marks an historic 300 victory for the Championship Hendrick Motorsports Organization, the most in NASCAR history for a Cup Series team. Here's what Mr. Hendrick had to say about reaching the 300th win.
3: Uh, Well, it feels good to get to 300. Uh, You know, we've been thinking about it since 299. So uh, I just... I'm proud of all the drivers that have driven at the company since we started.
1: Ross Chastain was your runner-up. Bubba Wallace finishing third. Christopher Bell in fourth. And Denny Hamlin rounding out the top five. And take a look at the current point standings in the Cup series. William Byron, with his victory this past weekend, has advanced himself to the round of eight, and he is the number one-ranked driver in the standings. Denny Hamlin is number two. Chris Buescher is your third-ranked driver. Christopher Bell in fourth. Maureen Truex Jr. in fifth. Ross Chastain, sixth. Brad Keselowski is seventh. Kyle Larson is eighth. And then these four drivers are below the cut line. That's Bubba Wallace in ninth. Tyler Reddick in tenth. Ryan Blaney is eleventh. And Kyle Busch rounding out the top twelve. The Cup Series will be back in action for the round of twelve playoff series as they'll be heading to Talladega Super Speedway for the Yellowwood 500. They'll be on Sunday, October 1st. The green flag will drop at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on the Big NBC. And then radio coverage provided by the Motor Racing Network, which can also be heard on Series XM NASCAR Channel 90. Over to the results from Charlotte in the NHRA Series. And after a three-year drought, Doug Coletta won his second straight top fuel title to take the points lead with a victory at the Betway NHRA Carolina Nationals, the second event of the six-race NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series countdown to the championship at ZMAX Dragway. Coletta was joined in the winner circle by Bob Tasca III, Greg Anderson, and Gage Herrera. Coletta, fresh off his first win in nearly three years at the milestone 50th of his career, kept the race day momentum rolling by taking out points leader Steve Torrance to take his first points lead since the fall of 2020. And to check out other winners from Charlotte along with the current points standings right now in the NHRA Series, just head on over to NHRA.com. And the NHRA Series will be back in action this week for the NHRA Midwest Nationals from St. Louis, Missouri. They'll be going on September 29th. Through October 1st. And that is your weekend racing recap for you here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Heather DeBoe, co host of the Mikes Are Hot podcast, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
2: All right, everyone, welcome back to this edition of uh, Southern Race Week. I am WB, and as always, here on Southern Race Week, we get you up to speed on everything you need to know about all the great racing action coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on the Old Food Depot Hotline, Brian. Right done! Ryan, welcome to the show, sir.
0: WB, always enjoy your interest. To have you here as my hype man is uh, when I come out on the stage or I'm introduced around the uh, facility here. But, yes, we are coming up at Talladega Super Speedway. And, again, two playoff races, it's going to be phenomenal.
2: No matter where you sit at Talladega, you're going to see some of the best bumping, beating, and banging that NASCAR has to offer. How excited is your team Ready for another race in action coming Talladega Weekend.
0: We are, we are pumped up and you mentioned the airport. We end up being the busiest airport in the state of Alabama, maybe not as busy as Hartsfield, but the busiest airport in the state of Alabama during our race weekends, we turn into the fifth largest city in the entire state of Alabama during our NASCAR race weekend. So yes, we are pumped up, ready to go. We already have our first RVer who has arrived. We don't even load in until next Monday, but they're already here on property. Waiting for that gate to open.
2: Let's kick it off by first talking about some of the great entertainment that you got coming for the pre race parties.
0: Yeah, we do. You know, one of our sayings here is this is more than a race. This is Talladega because we have the world-class racing that happens on obviously the 2.66 mile asphalt super speedway, but we kick off the party on Friday. We actually have a rodeo, a full blown rodeo is happening inside of our infield on Friday night. Fireworks show, uh, the, you know, after the rodeo, all 2,700 acres here at Talladega Super Speedway is able to see this phenomenal fireworks show that we put on. And then, of course, we go racing on Saturday with the Love's RV Stop 250 Truck Series Playoff Race. We have cup qualifying. And then Saturday night, Hardy is coming to Talladega Super Speedway for an iconic infield concert. So we're fired up already. And we haven't even gotten to the Yellowwood 500 yet.
2: Well, I tell you what, now as being a country music fan, Hardy is got to be uh the, the hardest guy to book. Man, you must have booked him when he was still in a cradle, for goodness sakes. Come on.
0: <laughs> Hardy is uh yes, yeah, he is absolutely rocketing up the charts. I think he's got number one right now with Truckbed. So he is uh he is huge and uh we've been working on him for about a year and one of the great things is that hardy and his dad would come out to talladega super speedway since he was 12 years old till about 25 he said so he's got a passion for talladega he loves this place and he wanted to play it so it makes it that much easier when you got a phenomenal facility like talladega super speedway that a huge artist like hardy has enjoyed over the years and he wants to come here and perform for all of the great fans that come out here
2: Well, if y'all were just showing us here on this edition of Southern Race Week, we've got uh, the track president, CEO, big dog head honcho in charge. Brian on the old Food Depot hotline here talking about Dalladega, baby. If somebody wanted to get some more information about the race or maybe get some of those last minute tickets or get an RV spot on the infield, where do we need to point them to, Brian?
0: Yeah, I'd go to talladegasuperspeedway.com and you can find out all information there, everything about all of our different campsites. You can actually, we've got a little filter on there where you can put in the type of experience that you're looking for, whether it's party, whether it's quiet, whether it's, you know, anything you can go through those and it'll pick out a perfect spot, a perfect campground for you. We also have great ticket packages there. We have military packages, first responder packages, educator packages, kids, uh, 12 and under free on Saturday and start at just $15 on Sunday. So a lot of affordable things, uh, you know, the tickets and, and other admissions that come on out to Talladega. We also still allow soft-sided coolers into our grandstand. So another way to make it economical and just an amazing weekend at Talladega.
2: Talladega has been one of my favorite tracks and, uh, seeing a lot of great racing but in case somebody hasn't been to Dega in a while, y'all have done a lot of improvements. And well, I, I don't want to say improvements, but I'm saying new facelift on the infield for the improve the, uh, the 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 race fans' entertainment level if they come in on the infield and check out some of the action going on in and around the garages. Correct.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Talladega Super Speedway is known for, I'll call it our unique social atmosphere and the party and the fun and everything that happens here. But we're also kind of, you know, looking at all of the fan base and we listen to our fans too. and, And we heard over and over and over again, how can I get in the garages? How can I get in the garages? Well, of course, unfortunately, we can't put everybody in the garages, but we did the next best thing. We built a $50 million renovation. It's basically an amusement park that we built around the Cup Series garage. So fans walk into one side of the garage, the cars pull into the other side of the garage. The only thing that separates you from the nose of the car is about a four-foot-high fence and about five feet. You see the driver climb out of that driver's side window. You see the driver and crew chief talking. The crews are there wrenching on the cars. The drivers come up and interact with the fans. It is just amazing to see. Victory Lane is part of Talladega Garage Experience. So you can see all the celebration after any race at Talladega. We've got a game zone. We've got a kids zone. We've got social areas all over the place. But my favorite thing is that we have value price concessions, $2 bottles of water, $2 Coke products, $2 hot dogs, $4 chicken fingers and fry platters, $4, 16 ounce beers. It is just a place to come because it immerses you into the sport like no other venue does.
2: And how much you say the beer was?
0: Just $4 for a 16 ounce. It's not the little 12 ounces. It's the big, you know, it's the big pounders.
2: Wow. uh, Just four bucks. Wow. How about that? We need to spread that memo around to the rest of the NASCAR tracks and and the ball fields, for goodness sakes. I mean, good gracious. $4. Well, listen, Brian, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about this with having Talladega and in the playoffs and everything. It's anybody's bag to grab. Uh, to win at Talladega, who are some of the drivers that, you know, have, 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 just reached out to you and said, you know what, I'm coming to take DeGa home. What's, what's going to be the trophy this year? What is, the, what is the trophy to win at the, to, at, at the greatest entertainment facility?
0: Yeah, so the, the trophy is, uh, we, we have a, an iconic trophy here at Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, the Vulcan Trophy, uh, which the Vulcan statue overlooks Birmingham. You know, we're in the central part of, uh, of Alabama here, and so we kind of call, you know, from Birmingham over to Oxford, Alabama, kind of our corridor, our home here. Um, and so the Vulcan Trophy is an exact replica of the big iron Vulcan who stands high atop Red Mountain overlooking Birmingham. It's a 130-pound trophy. Not many of the drivers are able to get it up over their head uh, after they win, so usually they just stand next to it with their arm around it. But it is an impressive trophy. It's one that the drivers love to put in their, um, their, their trophy cases back in home, uh, and it, it, it's what they're all going for. But they're also going for, especially those 12th playoff drivers, an automatic ticket to the next round, too. They win at Talladega. They go to the round of eight automatically.
2: Well, and the best part about Talladega is that you you're gonna see some exciting racing from the time the from the time the green flag drops until the checker flag drops. And sometimes there's even a little bumping beating and banging going on during the during the uh, the caution when when the guys are on pit road. So- Wherever you're sitting at Talladega, you're going to see some great racing action and everything. Again, Brian, let's remind everybody where they need to go to get their tickets and to get their best experience for no matter what they're looking for. Quiet, they're looking for family, they're looking for fun, they're looking for whatever. Where do we need to point them to?
0: Go to talladegasuperspeedway.com. That website's gonna have all the information about our upcoming event weekend. You can purchase camping, you can purchase ticket, you can purchase experiences on there. If you like to talk to a representative, you can also call 877-GO-TO, that's the number two Dega, 877 go to Dega or hey it's
1: jerry caldwell general
0: manager of bristol motor speedway and you're listening to southern race week
1: all right welcome back to this brand new week edition of southern race week radio for you here along the far-flung southern race week radio network itself as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio along with the southern race week radio podcast and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the food depot zoom line as he's a great friend of the show he is the uh pit reporter for NBC's coverage of the IndyCar series on the National Broadcasting Company, along with the Peacock Network as well. And he still has just one more race he's going to be covering for NBC. We'll talk about that here in a couple of moments. But we want to recap the IndyCar season as they wrapped up their 2023 campaign. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, let's welcome in Pitt reporter for NBC Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Kevin.
4: You blew out my car speakers. Hello, Alfred.
1: I'm sorry. Well, you can send the uh, receipt to uh, William Barber, care of Southern Race Week Radio, and he'll make sure that he can take okay. care of that that bill for you, sir. But uh, once again, great fun of the show. And we always appreciate it when you uh, take time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully, you're having a great day today, my friend.
4: All good. Thank you.
1: So the season has wrapped up, uh, wrapped up for you here in the IndyCar Series, and you kind of called it with Alex Pillow, uh coming away with a championship. The, the last time you were on the program, you pretty much said that he had a, a wide enough lead over Scott Dixon and Scott McLaughlin there to uh, come away with a championship. So as far as the uh, championship race goes, uh, you no surprise there, and Alex Palou coming away with that championship.
4: Yeah, this is the first time in almost 20 years that the championship was decided before the last weekend, and it's really been a foregone conclusion since – about the middle of summer so there wasn't any drama there it was the rest of the positions that you were looking at but you know even when a championship is decided there's still things to watch for each race uh so that that's kind of what we were looking at down to the finish and there were some good battles the rest of the way and a lot of conversation off the track about where people are going to be next year and if anybody's going to be able to beat alex polo so uh it's all eyes on 2024 now at this point
1: And Chip Ganassi Racing, once again, spectacular in any car series. He had three of his drivers in the top six. Team Penske with a couple of drivers there in the uh, top uh, six as well. And Pato Award with Aaron McLaren, the only outside driver outside of Ganassi and Penske with their drivers in the the top six. You mentioned it there, uh, Kevin. A lot of movement, a lot of changes in your silly season uh, so far. Just like NASCAR silly season, you guys got a lot of drivers making moves. Uh, lawsuits going on, all this kind of crazy stuff. So uh, what what jumps out at you during this uh, IndyCar series silly season as far as drivers moving, making moves, and, and going to possible other teams?
4: Well, Alex Pelot is ultimately going to stay put after he tried to go to McLaren last year, worked out an agreement to stay at Ganassi for one more year, apparently signed with McLaren, and now has, although they still haven't officially announced it, Chip Ganassi told me on NBC after Pillow wrapped up the championship at Portland, that he would be back. But Pillow has still not officially said that. But that's where he's he's going to be next year. Uh, Marcus Erickson, who's finished first and second in the last two Indy 500s, moves from Ganassi over to Andretti. So that's a big one. Elio Castroneves has uh, – he, he won't use the word retire, but he's done as a full-time driver. He's only going to do the Indy 500 next year. Uh, Ganassi has a couple of rookies coming in. Linus Lundqvist is very highly touted last year's Indy lights champ. Uh, Kiffin Simpson is another young driver coming in. Uh, Romain Grosjean does not have a seat at this point and he might not, although I do think there is a place for him. He might end up at Dale Coyne. There's still about five or six seats that are still unconfirmed at this point. Um, but I think those are the big ones, uh, of the new people that are coming in.
1: Speaking with pit reporter for NBC sports coverage of any car series, Kevin Lee on this week's edition of Southern race week radio and uh, Kevin an exciting season from reading what I've read, the uh, ratings for NBC uh, improved over the last few seasons. So it kind of shows you that I think any car series is really starting to make some noise here uh, in the States. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, on the ratings? And then also maybe some of the highs and lows uh, as you look back and reflect on this season.
4: Well, we're always happy when more people watch, so that's uh, gratifying. Uh, Anytime in today's market where numbers go up, if you're not the NFL, the NFL seems to be the only thing that generally improves. So if you're not the NFL and it's trending upward, that's a win because it's so difficult because there's so much competition from the Netflixes and the Amazon Primes of the world for streaming content and archived content that if you're moving – uh, upward that's a good thing so you know no one is ever satisfied we want to keep moving in the right direction um, we like that we have a lot of motorsports on NBC not just IndyCar but sports cars half the NASCAR season uh, motocross and, and, a, and a lot of things so I think we all work together on that front highlights of the season you know I think you had certainly a, a wild finish the Indy 500 that always stands out you had competitive races throughout you had good balance between the manufacturers ganassi dominated the season but chevy won the indy 500 with team penske and joseph newgarden they won the manufacturers championship so i think you have um good parity in that regard and we generally had good atmospheres at every race i felt like attendance was up most of the places that we went to this year so uh that's good i think we'll have a new market i think milwaukee will be back on this schedule that's not confirmed yet but i believe that to be the case for next season so everything seems to be trending in the right direction
1: and one of the big moves that announced by indycar was that uh nashville which seems to be a really popular race on the circuit uh it's been around for a few years now becomes the final race of the season for next year and uh i had some friends who had the opportunity to go out to the race at, at nashville had a blast Uh, a combination of racing concerts and just a whole bunch of great entertainment. As we know, Nashville is such a great city when it comes to welcoming in uh, the outside uh, attendance, a lot of fans and, and all of that. So uh, what are your thoughts on Nashville moving to the, the last race of the year for you guys beginning next season?
4: So I think that's a huge win to get the city to come on board with that because it's a major inconvenience in all honesty. It's a street race. So the last uh, three years that they've had that event, it's been around the football stadium. And by necessity, the track needs to change because they're building a new football stadium, essentially in the parking lot, which is where the paddock is. So that layout is not going to be available for a while. So then they started talking, could we run it really downtown? And they're going to run up Broadway and buy the bars. And some of these rooftop bars are essentially going to become suites So if you know anyone in that area, uh, you might want to start working on your connections. They're still going to go across the Korean War Veterans Memorial Bridge and back. It's going to be a unique circuit. I don't know how great it's going to race, but it likely will still cause some chaos. But it's mostly just going to be a massive event. Nashville knows how to do big events, and you will not be able to miss it this time.
1: Now, even though the IndyCar season is over, you'll still be continuing to do your radio show slash uh, podcast uh, called Trackside. So for our listeners who are indie fan, IndyCar fans who still want to keep up with what's going on during the offseason, uh, they're always available to listen to your radio show slash podcast. So where can we steer our listeners to uh, listen in and tune in uh, for your live radio show? And also, if they can't catch the live radio show, uh, catch up with the podcast.
4: So it's usually Tuesday nights until Pacer season starts. The radio station there's pacer games. So then it shifts a little bit, but generally Tuesdays on 1075 the fan. The website is 1075 thefancom I usually tweet a link after it's over at Kevin Lee23. Hi, this is
1: Justin Ashley, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at itself. We continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he is on the show to talk about a big victory. that took place over the weekend at the NHRA Nationals, the Pep Boys nhra nationals at maple grove raceway ladies and gentlemen let's welcome in top fuel veteran driver in the nhra series ladies and gentlemen it's mr Kalitta. mr coletta mr thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on southern Racing radio hopefully you're having a great day today my friend
3: yeah no it's going well today appreciate you having me on
1: I love having you on. I know you guys are getting ready for another big weekend here at the Charlotte, the Z-Max Dragway, but you had yourself a record, uh, breaking event that took place for you over the weekend at the Maple Grove Raceway for the, uh, Pet Boys NHRA Nationals. As you picked up your 50th NHRA victory, uh, you're just the 16th driver to accomplish this feat in the entire NHRA, uh, series. Uh, before we talk about your weekend, uh, Talk about that victory, sir. 50 career wins that, as we mentioned, only 16 drivers to pull that feed off. You're one of those 16 drivers over a long um, NHRA history. What was that like for you to get that victory? I know you've been waiting for a few years to pick up win number 50 and to finally get it and to finally say that you got it. Um, What was that feeling like? Yeah, it definitely
3: didn't come easy. Uh Yeah. but no, the guys really had my car running well. Um, yeah, the motor was super happy. Uh, we're running really good times. Um, I think probably my fastest uh, time of three uh, three hundred thirty six point nine or something like that. It's almost three hundred thirty seven mile an hour with that thing. But it was that thing was like a bracket car on uh, Sunday. And then we had one. We got rained out uh, for the finals, so uh, we ran that on Monday. And uh, same thing, conditions were really good. Maple Grove is uh, obviously a, just one of those kind of places that produces big numbers. So I uh, know it was huge to be able to get the win um, on Monday there for sure.
1: Now, Doug, you've been racing for a long time, obviously to get 50 wins. You have, as we mentioned, you were a veteran of the top fuel division here. So you've been racing for quite some time. Um, since this is your first time on our program and every time we have a driver on that's for the first time, we love to know about where the love of the sport came for them for you personally, sir. Where did you fall in love with NHRA and and what made you decide to to do this as a career?
3: Yeah, no, I, uh, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, my uncle, Connie Coletta, he, uh, he started back in the late fifties. Um, so he's still out there with us. Uh, and, uh, you know, just watching him over the years, kind of growing up, kicking around, um, you know, with him and Don Garlitz and just, but I worked, uh, on Connie's car back in the eighties for, uh, for about 10 years. And then, uh, you know, all the seats were full. Connie was driving, his son was driving. So, uh, so I went off and, uh, started racing spring cars, did that for about 10 years. And then finally a seat opened up and, uh, had a top fuel car that my uh, cousin Scott was driving. And, uh, so then, uh, yeah, I've been at it for, uh, I think about 23 years now since, uh, since I started driving these things. And, uh, It's an awesome ride. I tell you, that thing really accelerates. It has like a 12,000 horsepower engine in it, and uh, it is just a rocket on wheels.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit more than what I have in my Hyundai Elantra. uh, That's for sure there, Mr. Coletta. We're speaking with uh, top fuel driver Doug Coletta here on this week's edition of Southern Race Radio after picking up his 50th career victory in the NHRA series. Now, we know about number 50, obviously, because it just took place. Do you remember when number one?
3: Oh, yeah. We were... uh, Ed McCullough was, uh, and he's another legend drag racer guy, but he was my crew chief when I first started, and uh, we were out in uh, Sonoma, California. Um, ended up beating a guy named uh, Bruce Sarver. So, uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, I ended up getting five victories there at uh, Sonoma, so that place has been real good to me over the years. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a huge first win for me for sure.
1: Now out of the 50 victories that you accumulated over your NHRA career, is there any one that really stands out to you as as one of the top ones of the 50 wins?
3: I tell you with my crew chief uh this is the first win that I've had with my new crew chief um Ellen Johnson. So uh I have to admit that one really stood out as uh something that was real special with uh, him and uh and really all the guys that I've got on the team right now, it was uh it was definitely a a well deserved uh, victory for for all of us cuz my guys have been busting their tails on uh on trying to make uh you know make our car consistent and and we we really had it going on uh this last weekend and and really we're hoping uh this weekend we can keep the momentum going in uh, Charlotte so uh looking forward to that
1: now doing this for as long as you have i mean this sport's i'm sure is brutal on your body i mean it's you're wrecking there's you know all the the force you deal with the pressures and everything what do you account for your longevity in in the nhra series
3: yeah just been surrounded by good uh you know just good people um uh, my uncle uh has been supporting this thing and i he owns all of the teams so i drive uh, one of the two dragsters that we have and uh yeah just been real fortunate to be able to continue to be running up front and uh and collecting these wins so uh that's what kind of keeps me motivated is just the ability to uh, know that when you go to these events, you've got a great chance of winning.
1: Now you mentioned your family, your family, as you mentioned, has a long history with NHRA. What was the family reaction like when you finally crossed that finish line? You got that 50th Wally of your career. What was that celebration like within the Coletta family?
3: Yeah, no, it was, yeah, my son was with us. Um, Mitch, he, uh, he works on the car on the weekends and then, uh, my daughter is a soccer player for the University of Michigan, so she's she was back home. Um, and then, obviously, my wife was pretty happy about it, and and my uncle, Connie, he was there, and we had a great time in winter circle with him. And uh, so, no, it was a great day, and um, yeah, just um, happy to get that monkey off my back. It was took a little while to get the fiftieth win, and uh, and so that was real special.
1: Yeah you mentioned you had 49 for for a few seasons and I know you were sitting on that 50th one. Do you ever I mean during that time when you're trying for that 50th one was there a lot of frustration? Was what was that kind of atmosphere in in the in the garage?
3: You just have to be patient. I mean dr- our class right now is super competitive. I mean there's a lot of great uh, running cars and a lot of great drivers uh you know a big part of drag racing is your reaction times and there's a you know just a bunch of Everybody's real hungry, so it's uh, it's not easy, um, you know, to get the win these days. So it's uh, definitely extra special be able to beat the guys we beat over the weekend. Hi,
1: I'm Nick Sanchez, driver of the number two Maxi-Golink Chevrolet, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, we want to thank our great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, the president of Talladega Super Speedway, Brian Crichton, along with Pitt Reporter for NBC's coverage of the IndyCar series, Kevin Lee, and then also Tom fuel driver Doug Coletta after celebrating his 50th NHRA win this past weekend. So once again, thanks to those great guests for coming on the program this week. And next week, we have a very special episode of Southern Race Week Radio. It's our special Charlotte Motor Speedway edition of the program as we get set for the Roval Race returning to Charlotte that'll be coming up on Sunday, October 8th. And we'll be joined by the the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter, and also the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly. So those great guests will be joining us next week for our special Charlotte Motor Speedway edition Southern Race Week Radio and don't forget you still have an opportunity to win your way to the Roval Race at Charlotte Motor Speedway by entering our contest. All you got to do is head on over to the Southern Race Week Radio Facebook page at facebook.com slash southern race week and look for the Roval logo which is posted there and all you got to do is like our page and then also like and share that post mentioning our ticket giveaway and you'll be entered to win possibly a pair of tickets to check out the Roval Race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. That'll be on on Sunday October 8th and then make sure you check out our Facebook live on Monday October 2nd and that's when our very own William Barber will pick six different lucky listeners and those six listeners will win two tickets to check out the Roval race once again at Charlotte Motor Speedway and that'll be coming up on Sunday October 8th and don't forget about our uh, Twitter page as well you can follow us on Twitter at SRW radio so there you go enter for your chance to win uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend appreciate you tuning in we'll catch you back up be you next week for our special Charlotte Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.